Welcome to Creative Mind Living, a podcast for personal growth based on the works of Carl Jung, neuroscience, and Eastern philosophies. We are your hosts, Deborah Barrett Maldonado and Dr. Rob Maldonado, founders of Creative Mind Coaching. Hello, everyone, our YouTube group. How are you today? Good. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm asking them how they are, but how are you? (laughs) I'm doing well, thank you. We have another great podcast today, and today we're talking about the fear of intimacy. Into me I see, as the love guru said. And most people that have the fear of intimacy actually don't realize Mm. they have the fear of intimacy. So we're going to answer a question um, that's very common. A lot of our uh, clients will ask me, I have everything going for me. I have this great career. Mm. I have, you know, have a house. I'm financially stable. I'm attractive. You know, I'm almost 40 or just turned 40 or I'm in my, you know, I'm a good mature person. person. I'm a good person. I'm I'm smart. People tell me I'm attractive. Um, I'm thin. You know, all these Mm. things that everyone thinks is perfect for them on the surface. And they say, but I go online or I go in social events and I never meet anyone. I don't right. meet anyone. No one shows up. Or if they do show up, they're going to show up. They don't ask me out on a date. They text me and we exchange and then they kind of disappear and nothing ever really gels. And, mm. um, and then uh, the people that are interested, they're not interested in. And the people that, uh, that they like, they feel that aren't, um, aren't responding to them. So what you're saying is that they got <laughs> everything going, going for them. <laughs> Uh, but they're not getting any response from the world, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, no dates. Mm-hmm. Now, you've been doing some research on uh, kind of the the professional woman, uh, the mm-hmm. Amazon, if you will, in mythology, mm-hmm. this, this character who really represents uh, uh, what m- the modern woman is today. Yes. She's kind of in charge of her own life. Uh, she doesn't need a man. Mm-hmm. But, of course, like every human being, she needs love. She needs attention. And she wants love. Yeah. Um, And so according to, you know, we we teach Jungian psychology. And um, Tony Wolfe back in the early 1900s came up with this idea of the four types for women that uh, women fall into. And it's more of a default that we have. We call it the love default persona that people fall into uh, and they it's based on their experience when they were younger mm. their influence on their their um what they how they saw their mother's role and what role they a woman decided to take in their life and there are four of them there's the mother wife there's the lover the mistress <laughs> uh the un, unattached woman there is the uh professional woman and then there's the mystical woman the you know the uh, intuitive and spiritual woman and so uh, we all have all four of them but by default we approach love through one predominantly right can i ask you something because you brought up something really interesting and that is the controversial tony wolf yes let's talk about her i don't know that much about her despite reading almost everything i can about Mm -hmm. uh young uh carl young i don't know that much about Tony Wolf. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about her? Well, she was his mistress for a little time. He, uh, Young had a lot of mistresses. 
throughout his life. He was married uh, very young to uh, Emma Young, who uh, was, I think, 19 at the time when they got married. They had five children. So Emma Young, for 10 years, basically all she did was bear children. She was pregnant most of the time, and Young was really into his work. And so um, Emma was basically, I mean, um, Tony was basically his muse, one of his muses. And she studied psychology. She was a psychologist, and she never got married. And, you know, she really looked at women and their role, and she didn't take a traditional role as uh, most women did in her age in the Victorian times. Uh, women got married, and they, they didn't have careers. And so uh, she found it interesting that she found herself in this mm. mistress role, and uh, but a professional role, which was very unique. And so, then she so, saw how other women were relating. So she, she was a student of Jung's? Or? She was a client, actually. And then became a lover, and then became a psychologist, uh, and, and, and studied so the work. Studied his yes. his methods. And then a lot of people think they had this long romance, but it was really a shorter romance, and then longer. They ended up um, being friends. You know, it was more of a friendship and uh, colleagues, and mm. uh, they worked together. And, and Emma worked with her too. And Emma said, you know, she filled a part of me that I couldn't fulfill for Young uh, in a way, like as far as his uh, like a. a, a sh- uh, professional partner and yeah. so it, it really was a more of a professional a lot of people think it's oh this terrible you know uh, idea of the mistress and this great yeah. psychologist and he needs to be perfect but it's interesting she, her um, her take on women and feminine psychology and so anyway that's uh, yeah her. well I remember remember when we visited Zurich uh, we visited uh, Carl Jung's uh, home mm-hmm. and the tour guide told us about Tony Wolf being yes. in the picture, mm-hmm. and and I remember she very kind of uh, demurely said, Tony would not eat dinner with the family. Yes, like that was the line essentially. That Emma that, draw, yeah. yeah, that Emma would draw and say, "You you guys can work together and and do whatever you have to do professionally, but my home is my home." Mm. Uh, and then Emma eventually ended up studying. They hired a t- tutor. She wasn't professionally educated or, or educated uh, because back in the day, those days, uh, women weren't educated. If you had money, which is weird, right? If you didn't have mo- if you had money, you didn't need an education because you would just kind of be a wife to someone and you would have the inheritance and there was be no need for a career education. And so um, she was actually, uh, after she had all her kids, she started getting educated and became a psychologist herself and added to the feminine psychology because Jung came from a male perspective. And so I found it very interesting listening and uh, hearing about Mm. uh, Tony and uh, reading about her work and uh, but I also think that there's an opportunity for us in the modern era, era in the in the new millennium. Uh, we're in the 20s now, 100 years later, and women have have changed. The roles have changed, and I think more women are taking on multiple roles of those four mm. archetypes. Uh, where in the Victorian age, they were very very limited. They, it's sure. like you choose your path. You're going to be a professional. You're going to be someone's mistress. You're not going to get married, or you are going to get married. Another famous. Um, person in that lover archetype is Salome, who was uh, the famous lover of Rilke and uh, a muse for many, many, many men, uh, <laughs> Nietzsche. And so there's, there's, there's a, there was a role for women, but it was very rare back in those days. 
Yeah, so back to Tony Wolf's ideas, and she developed her own uh, psychology of feminism in a way, mm-hmm. based mm-hmm. on Jung's model of the psyche. Yes, he right. said. Yeah, she said that the women, the roles they choose, they end up suppressing the other roles, and they don't express their full self in relationships and in their life. Yeah. And really, truly, what we talk about in Jungian psychology is that you want to bring your whole self to a relationship. You want to bring your whole self mm-hmm. to your life. So a lot of women can relate to getting married and giving up their career and having babies uh, or, um, or not wanting to, to get tied down. They want to f- be free to travel. They don't want the constraints of marriage. Maybe they saw that when they were younger. Or they really thought, well, the only way I can get security is to make my own independence. And that's uh, the professional. Mm. Um, and so the professional uh, in, in Tony Wolf's model essentially would represent the modern woman of today. Most like most of it, because not every woman of today has a career. Some, some still, you know, their primary career is mm. to be the mother. Um, they, they don't, um, you know, they're not... Um, uh, taking on a role out in society. They're kind of t- running the family, even if they do have a job. I mean, some people have jobs, but it's not their, their passion or their, what they want to do. They, mm. you know, they, they may work at home, and, but their primary role is to be but, the mom. But, but for the professional, her primary role, if you lead with mm. that, is about success, is about your education, your, your passion, your purpose, your, um, your drive. So you can have a, your own, you can be an entrepreneur, you can be uh, like a Sarah Blakely. It, that's a professional, like she has, her life is bigger than just the family and the family tends to take the backseat to those things. And most somebody women like, can't balance it all. A lot of women yeah. have a conflict with that. So somebody like Oprah Winfrey essentially would be mm-hmm. fall into this category. Yeah, and you know who else? Um, if you think about it in history, uh, Queen Elizabeth the first, a lot of um, what she realized she you know the man she loved was uh, married to another woman. Uh, yeah, he, she was he was married to another woman, and he also wasn't a, a, a royal, so she couldn't marry him. And then the men that around her disappointed her. She saw how they were just all cheating, and and she was like, "Why do I want?" To give half of my throne away, I have the power. Uh, why would I want to give that away? So she ended up marrying England. She said, I'm going to marry you, and kept her power. And there's actually a movie called um, Mary, Queen of Scots. That's Sorche, uh, I can't remember, Rodin, or I can't remember her last name. It's a beautiful story about this conflict mm-hmm. that women have between the professional, their, 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 being, their independence and being the married woman and the conflict. And of course, this was back in, you know, the 1600s, but it wasn't, right. uh, it wasn't. So uh, what, what would be the, the contemporary equivalent that the, the woman marries the corporation, essentially? Yes, yeah, she marries the corporation. She marries her career. Her, 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 her business becomes her spouse. Mm. Uh, I know a lot of people that are entrepreneurs and their business is basically their lover. And they, they, they end up feeling that if I don't give all my attention to this lover, and it's also your baby, <laughs> your lover, mm-hmm. your baby, your, your, your uh, partner, and if I don't give all my attention to this, um, a relationship, you know, and, and bringing a relationship is going to mess it up. Mm-hmm. And so, and it may be an entrepreneur or it could be a corporate world, you know, where if you built your security around financial um, independence, 
if you've said, I like this, uh, the, a lot of our clients say they're very financially independent. They can travel whenever they want to. They could stay whatever hotel they want to. They can buy whatever house they want. They can buy the clothes they want. They, they could take care of themselves and they don't need a man to like support them financially. And so that they're afraid though, more of their heart. Mm. And uh, so they, it's almost like they build a cushion around themselves as this is going to help me stay safe in the world, this big, bad world, I'm going to be independent. And, um, and again, this is not a conscious decision. This is what's going on unconsciously. And the ego tends to want to put us in categories and want to make things black and white. And if I, if I have this, I can't have that. There, there's very little gray area to that. So then we say, well, okay, so if you're a professional woman, you're, um, uh, you know, you're independent, how do I become codependent or, or uh, counter-dependent with someone else. Yeah, I don't, like, how I do don't you think bring, that's a good word. Yeah. Uh, not codependent, but you know what I mean. Intradependent, where you're bringing someone else in, and we hear clients mm. say all the time, it's going to mess up my life. This person's going to screw everything up. And uh, so the professional tends to be a perfectionist, and she wants things very much in order. She has herself together. And part of the reason why she has been able to uh, function that way and excel in business is she's able to manage her emotional life. She's able to kind of keep her emotions compartmentalized because in the corporate world, that's basically the you know mm. men created. That's how they function, and so they they a lot of times they take on the masculine kind of idea that I have to push my emotions away, I got to stay focused, and then the terror is. If I let someone into my heart, it's going to, re it's going to, two worlds are going to collide here. So would you say that the primary complex of the age uh, that we're living in for women is this conflict between career and family? If you're enjoying this conversation and do not want it to end, it doesn't have to. You can join us on our Facebook fan page at Creative Mind Method and continue the conversation. Get tools, free visualizations, free downloads, and announcements of live events and new courses that we're hosting. So join us after the show at Creative Mind Method on Facebook. See you there. I think that um, the people aren't conscious of it because a lot of the women I work with definitely want love and marriage. They, they're mm. not saying, I don't want love and marriage. I want my career. Again, this is unconscious. They, they don't realize what is happening. So our, our teaching always is look at the results in your life. Look at the, uh, the fruits of your tree uh, that's growing in your life. The roots uh, reflect the fruits. And so the roots are, are unconscious. And so if you're not getting results, mm. it's reflecting back that you, on some level, you don't want that result. And it's such a hard concept to, uh, to, to think about, right? It's that I can't um, imagine that I, I would not want a result. Mm. I, I, like, I really want love. I'm sorry. You know, so really so the fear of intimacy is, is that they're afraid it will wreck their, their careers? Is that mm. what you're saying? Yes, yes. The primary uh, conflict is that if I let somebody into my heart, they will essentially wreck my opportunities to... Excel in my career. Yes. Wow. 
Interesting. And, well, not. I, I don't even think it's the career itself. I think it's more that they can't if they lose their if they lose their emotional their ground. You know, there's like a, a barrier um, that's not letting them feel on a deeper level, mm-hmm. and they're not aware of that. They're not aware of their deeper feelings, and so they can't even get to the point where they're passionate about something or. Um, or connecting emotionally. They'll, they'll even go on dates too, and it'll be a very practical decision. They'll be like, well, he doesn't check off all my list, and they're approaching dating from a very logical, rational standpoint, which is good, <laughs> but the emotions out. It's like they, they don't allow themselves to feel romantic. And this is generalization, but some qualities is they don't allow themselves to imagine because they're afraid of being disappointed. Look at your results and see what those results mm. are telling you. And then the next thing is you want to um, figure out how do I um, how do I look at, take responsibility for those results? And how do I uh, now look with, within? And how would you say that? Mm-hmm. So let's say from the psychology of uh, romantic love, Mm-hmm. the woman needs to understand that she's not the persona, mm-hmm. meaning that, yes, the persona has allowed her to be successful in the corporate setting, for mm-hmm. example. But that love requires uh, going deeper than the persona. Mm-hmm. You know, as Carl Jung said, the, the persona is essentially a mask that we wear in order to be accepted by the group, by mm-hmm. society. But that's not what we fall in love yeah. with. Uh, and, and so she needs to kind of understand her deeper self. That's right. And not the persona that uh, that you um, are putting out there. That yes. you That you are the, like, uh, I think that we put, if you're so independent, you put so much into being a, um, a, um, a professional and your success and your ego's all like uh, tied into that, that you're afraid anything would mess that up. Uh, a lot of people, um, you know, that I've seen people who've, uh, you know, got into bad relationships and they're ashamed, you know, mm. that they let themselves be a fool. And, uh, and so that's like one of the fears. And so the bottom line is, of course, you have to do individuation work, but uh, the key is to be willing to get your heart broken. You have to be mm. going to, you have to get down into the fear of why you're so afraid. What are you, what are you really afraid yeah. of? And you may not be conscious of it, so you have to keep going, um, uh, using the techniques that we always talk about to work with your emotions. Yeah. And a lot of people will look at their, their experience and say, well, I don't feel anything. And so you have to find a way to look at that. Absolutely. Yeah, so... What is, uh, let's say, the bottom line? So you have this internal conflict between career and love. Mm -hmm. What is the basic approach? Uh, Coaching, uh, therapy, what do you have to do? Well, it depends. I mean, I think that if you have some kind of um, personality disorder and, you know, you've been diagnosed with something serious, you should go to therapy. But for most people, we're pretty normal. You can actually get a coach to help you, um, a, a Jungian coach, which is what we are, and our team does, um, to help you go into the unconscious. Mm-hmm. Because you, if you just change your dating behavior, if you change your profile, you think, well, if I just change my picture and make it look better, 
you know, change what I write. Maybe I'll get a different response or change how I act on the day. It's not. It's internal. So remember, the external uh, conflict is reflecting an internal conflict. So if you have everything going for you, you pride yourself on being independent, ask yourself, are you afraid of, like, shaking up the emotions? Like, mm. how do you work with your emotions? Uh, do you not like when you get upset? Do you not like when other people get upset? Does that make you... Um, uh, feel uncomfortable. Uh, a lot of people that are in the corporate world have been conditioned to not allow emotions. Like if there's a, an employee or a team member that's dramatic, it tends to like, oh, like that's not appropriate in the corporate world. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so we have to look at what is your relationship with emotions and how willing are you, you to share the deepest parts of yourself with another person mm. without being afraid. So the good news is you don't have to choose between career and love. No. You can certainly be mm -hmm. able to, let's say, to work with both. Mm -hmm. But it does require that uh, looking inward and understanding that maybe what you're identifying with is not the totality of yourself. Yes. And really the things that have made you successful, the, 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 the conditioning, the, the, the work ethic, the perfectionism has really played a great role in making you successful that your ego saying, hey, this is good. Like, why are, do you want to change this? So really we have to get to what's the next, can we bring another element in? Can we bring another person in? Can I bring another part of myself uh, forward? It's really bringing that deeper, soulful, sensual part of yourself forward in a relationship. And, um, and, and is there room in your life for that? Is does that scary? Mm. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for uh, tuning in. We hope to see you on our next podcast, and we will uh, tell us what you think, and we will see you soon. See you next time. Bye-bye.